Hello everyone and welcome to The Ace Space. It is an unscripted special where we go a little bit deeper into the unscripted series. We're a good few months and over 30 episodes in now. So myself, Key Michael, hello. Hello, that's me. <laughs> and Matt Rogers, hello. Yep, that's me. We'll this evening be discussing, or well, could be any time of the day, as you've rightfully pointed out in previous episodes, Key. It's all available on playback, so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day <laughs> it is, uh, wherever you are. Uh, you are about to listen to us discuss Jan Kozamernik. But before that, it is time to find out how you both are. Key Michael, you first. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> You've done your hair again. It's like you don't trust us. <laughs> I don't trust you at all. <laughs> do I look a little bit tan? I've been trying to be in the sun as well, working on that. Uh, you do, but not as tanned as Matt. No, true. He's always... Is it a good out. tan or high blood pressure? How are you, mate? It's a bit of both, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We've had, some lov- we've had some lovely weather down here. Lovely weather. And yeah, got out on the beach a bit more. Now the kitchen's done. Yeah, there's less reasons to stay at home, isn't there? Mm. So, yeah, I've been pl- I've been, what I've been trying to do this week, and this will sound like ridiculous to you, I've been trying to block a stream on a beach. What? Now, you, you you know on a beach, you get like streams that come off the land of the rainwater and stuff. I was trying to block one, and oh, I couldn't do it. I tried every possible tactic, stones, surfboards, but whatever happens, the water got through and then it would break out. Well, Key, you're a blocker. So. <laughs> can you just redirect it? Can you can you block out? It, it would, it would wipe off yeah. the wipe off the yeah. beach, so to speak. Yeah. No, the reason I wanted to do it is because I saw someone else do it, so then obviously you think it's possible. But you can block it, and then when you release it, there's like a, a wave of water which you can then surf down to the sea. Oh. And my daughter wanted to do that, so I feel like a failure as a dad because I couldn't block a stream for her to surf <laughs> the river down to the sea. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you happen to be an expert in this and you're listening then maybe slightly adapt the hashtag or your message that precedes the hashtag Let Volleyball Talk and give Matt some tips on how he can surf the river to the sea. Sounds good fun, though. Yes. Oh, it's great fun. It's great fun. So I ended up just pulling her. Yeah. So, yeah, she got she got the thrills. <laughs> so, Dave, Cousin Mernick yeah. is, like, on a, on a Brizard level to you, isn't he? He's cool like, guy. Great guy. Yeah, cool yeah. guy, great guy. On a Brizard and level. Do he, the listeners know you... what you mean when you say on a Brizard <laughs> level? Well, fans I mean, of the Dave's show will just... know that I'm a huge <laughs> yeah, fan of Antoine Brizard. And, yeah. and after this, and the subsequent live show that we did with Jan Kozomernik, a huge fan of his as well. You know? It, you, you put that kind of effort into your outfit for a live show. Right at my street. I mean, I've been playing golf recently. I might ask him where he got that polo shirt from. Uh, Right, shall we get on with it? Yeah, can't wait to listen to it. No, me either. This is Jan Kozamernik, really interesting guy with um, some quite interesting things he talks about and great to hear some, some passion about his experience as well. So as usual, have a listen and then come back to hear what myself, Key Michael and Matt Rogers have to say about it. But until then, this is Unscripted with Jan Kozamernik. Jan Kozamernik. On the court, he's the monster middle from Slovenia who's made his home from home in Italy. Off the court, he's a friendly giant with great stories. I gave him a call to catch up. We talked about the proudest moments in his career, flying the nest, and I tried to get some financial tips and an invite to a steak dinner after the game. Hello, Go. mate. How are you? 
Hey man, I'm doing great. You? Yeah, mate. I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm looking forward to to having a chat. Actually, it's always yeah. good to find out how people are getting on. And uh, well, how are you getting on? Actually, are you happy, healthy? Yeah, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of months. Um, it's been a little bit strange since we're not practicing, and it's a it's a different kind of lifestyle that we're having right now. Have you missed it? Yeah, I did a lot. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to play. I mean, practice as much as I can, doing a lot of workouts and stuff. But like playing with the ball, it's been I've been missing it a lot, and um, I'm I can't wait to play some beach volleyball now in the. Next day, so yeah. Oh, so you've actually have you made plans to get out on the beach and hit a ball? I mean, I live really close to a really big beach volleyball beach volleyball center, and um, it's been kind of uh, dragging me to play. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, um, there's a lot of like guys from the national team that are also in Ljubljana, um, and we we need to do something. And uh, playing beach volleyball is like a really good activity. You have um, like you can play with friends. You can play with like um, guys from the national team, and it's like it's a place to it's a place to like gather and have fun. You don't get the chance to win or lose when you're on lockdown, do you? Is that something that you're you're thinking about? Yeah, it's weird because you don't get that um, anxiety when playing. You know, you don't get that push of energy when you when you're competing, and it's um, yeah, I've been missing it a lot. So. In the in the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to play a little bit of tennis because this was allowed before. Yeah. Uh, um, I've been doing some hiking, but yeah, it's not it's not the same when you're not competing. But uh, yeah, absolutely. That's I think that's the biggest part. That's the biggest part of um, like the the energy that's missing right now uh, that you get from from the volleyball court that you get from the matches uh, from the audience. It's like it's they've been talking about matches without audience. Hmm. And without spectators, it's like it's weird to play without spectators. It's like it's something you cannot imagine. It's it's insane. So yeah, especially especially with you in Italy as well, because the supporters are so good, aren't they? They're they're just a massive part of the game. Yeah, they're really passionate about um, like supporting their team and. they always follow it, follow you around. Like um, even when you go play in like uh, when you play an away match, mm. it's always they they always go there and support you, even though maybe not in in the same number. Mm. But it's it's always really nice. Um, and for me, actually, it doesn't even matter if they're cheering, cheering for you or they're cheering against you. It's just the energy that you get from the from the audience. It's kind of like it gives you a little bit like those 10 extra percent that you can like push a little bit more so it's always really nice to play yeah i I always love the fact that you've got obviously people in very different roles so you as a player or me as a commentator or somebody there as a fan but having all those people there for a for a single purpose it's it's something quite amazing isn't it yeah it's insane i mean it's a really nice um like it's it's really hard to get a lot of people together Mm. and it's really nice that with sport, you can do that, and this this has been an example when we had the European Championship here in Ljubljana. Mm. I've never seen like Slovenian fans so united, like so together, and it was like an insane moment for us because we never played uh, in front of a full hall before, mm. and it was like an, an an insane experience that I've never like. It's it's different because it's my nation, yeah. and it's different because it gives different meaning to me. Um, when you play in the club, it's 
you you feel that like you're a part of something but it's not the same when you play for the nation for the national team and it's it's a really nice experience so yeah sport is really great with bringing people together and that we can do and have fun together so yeah would you say that's the sort of proudest moment of your professional career yeah i would say so i mean we we've won the medal before in 2015 um but i think for us it's not about the medal it was more about like bringing people together bringing people to watch volleyball because in slovenia it was never really popular and um it was like one of the one of yeah probably one of the proudest moments in my career um playing playing in front of the full hall hearing the anthem it was like when everybody was singing it I, I i still get the chills when thinking about it so it's it's yeah it's one of the one of the greatest moments for sure amazing um did you find that people were slightly different with you afterwards or during did you get sort of recognized more yeah for sure we get more recognition now um especially when you get like when you need to when you need to do something when you need like help from someone people are a lot more open. It, it happened to me actually when, when me and my, some of my friends from the national team, we went during, I, I think it was a little bit before or during uh, European, uh, European Championship, we went to, to get something to eat and there was a car, a place that uh, sold car parts okay. close, to the, close to the shop. And one lady came out and she was like, if you ever need something, you can just come in and we'll give you a really good discount. Like, we're really proud that you guys are playing so great. And I was like, wow, it's insane. Because this never happened to us before. And um, it was like, um, in such a small country, you get a lot of recognition really fast. But it also, like, it also changes really fast. So people really forget you really quickly. Probably it's everywhere the same, but it's uh in slovenia it happens a lot because we have a lot of successful like athletes and stuff so but yeah we still get more recognition for sure i brought the best out of you that though didn't it because weren't you were you the best did you, you made the dream team in that tournament yeah, I, made the dream. You? I was yeah it was the first time that was actually one of my biggest dreams like to 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 achieve something like that to be in a dream team or uh i don't know like one of the most valuable players so it's uh it was uh, it was really nice, but like to me, I don't think it means this. It means um, so much. It means more the bringing together all the Slovenia and like feeling that passion that we live together as a country. So I think that was mo- more important to me than like in the end having the medal or having um, the dream, having made the dream team. It was like it's a personal goal that I had, but. Uh, Right now, I feel really proud about it, but at the moment, at that moment, it didn't feel um, so so major, you know. It was like it it was a little bit different because they didn't also give awards right away at the ceremony. It was a little bit different. It was a different um, different as in 2000, 2015 when we had uh, the first medal. So you've talked about like proud moments and ambitions. There are there any other? ambitions any other boxes that you really want to tick as a professional player um one of them was for sure um uh, making the world championship like Mm -hmm. uh, going to the world championship Mm -hmm. um which we did in 2018 um that was really great but like for the future i think one of the biggest ones is winning italian championship winning it yeah that would be that would be one of the biggest dreams. I mean, I think everybody has this as a 
as a one of the biggest goals for sure because it's one of the toughest leagues to win and um i think it's also like one of the most valuable ones so i don't know that that's one of the that's one of the goals that i have maybe i don't know also let's say let's say having also like personal goals like um being the best middle blocker in italy or something like this but yeah that's like i want to become the best player that i can be it doesn't matter if i win awards or no it's uh me feeling good about myself so that's that's important to me ambitions mate i love them i absolutely <laughs> love them and let's have a, a chat about italy then because it just seems like the most amazing place both in terms of, of volleyball but to actually get the chance to to live your life and spend some years there must be must be amazing but was it a difficult decision for you um as a young man to leave slovenia and go and set up a life in italy uh actually i was really thinking about it like when i was still studying i was um i was actually like thinking about how it would be going studying also abroad because mm-hmm. that was one of my goals also mm-hmm. so i actually wanted to go abroad it was like it wasn't one of the it wasn't a fear that i had that going abroad would be like strange for me mm-hmm. um but always you get that anxiety when you when it when it's like really close mm-hmm. you're like oh it's uh it's going to be interesting it's going to be a big change in my life but i think now i i think i handled it really good yeah. um in the beginning it's a little bit tough because italians don't speak english really good so uh it's a little bit difficult with the language but um i went to trentino so they were they were a little bit more experienced and they had a lot of guys that spoke spoke english so it was a little bit easier and they and i also started to learn italian really fast so it was uh, i think it was like half a year i think in like six months no it was less i think in three months i already understood everything and then wow. speaking it was like at the end of the first season i was speaking it good enough to speak and to communicate um and then i think in like a year and a half i was speaking speaking it fluently so mm-hmm. i think it's, uh, i think i think it's really important especially when you move to a new country mm-hmm. it's really important that you learn the language that you, that you have there because you also learn the culture yeah and italians they're really proud of their culture and uh if you don't speak italian they also don't take you seriously so i think that was a big big factor for me when i when i came to italy that i learned italian really fast so yeah amazing country amazing culture but what did you say three months and you could understand them and then yeah God, especially wow. because like when you when when you use it we used it probably mostly in um in volleyball so you already have the concept of what like words are going to mean mm-hmm. and then you just put things together and you start to understand things so um but then tenses and all this like um more complicated stuff you learn with i don't know i had i was using duolingo app okay that's uh, the free app and it's uh it helped me a lot especially with vocabulary and um um learning the tenses but then also speaking it i think mostly when you speak it you learn it because of because of speaking so and also people people like um my uh, players in the team they helped me when uh, when i was making mistakes they told me okay you're making this and this wrong you have to do it like this and then it becomes a lot more easy but if you don't have this uh and also if you don't have the will to learn it it's uh a little bit difficult what language do you think in 
Uh, when I'm when I'm in Italy, I I try to speak in Italian. It happened to me already that I spoke in, that I thought in Italian. Um, when I speak in English, I I think in English, and I, I can like the the languages that I speak good, I can think in. Um, but mostly, I think, for example, dreaming. I think I dream always in Slovenian. So. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Slovenian, English, Italian. Any others? Um, I I can speak Serbian and Croatian, but they're mostly like the same. Um, they're really similar. They have a little bit like some different words and stuff. But all of us Slovenians, we tend to know how to speak uh, Serbian and Croatian because like we're all together and we usually go there for vacation. So you have to learn it. Um, because they don't speak or understand Slovene, so it's uh, a little bit different. <laughs> well, I know, I know. How amazing that if you if you are good enough a player, though, like you can just mm. get a shop and make somewhere else your mm. home. I mean, Milan is your sort of home away from home now. How cool yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's incredible. When I think, like, uh, when I was younger, thinking about playing in Milan and, like, Playing in a really good league like this, it's uh, it's always been a dream. So I can I can see now coming back, like seeing all those young players that we have like, here in my club that I started in. Um, everybody's so passionate and want to do like want to do great in volleyball, but it's like the reality is like a, a little amount of like small amount of uh, players make it so far, and I'm like I'm really proud about this, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Um, also like really conscious about it about this because it's not something that's like it it happens it's like uh, you have to work really hard about it when did you want to turn pro then and when did you think it would be a realistic thing um i think it was like when i signed my first contract here in ljubljana mm-hmm. um it was like i think it was a moment when i was like um studying a lot i was studying electrical engineering mm-hmm. And I was also really passionate about about this. Um, and also, like, my father has a company with that works in this area. And um, I was like, I always saw myself in, like, working in this area. But, like, when I did so good in volleyball, I was like, I got the passion. The passion was already there because I really liked volleyball. Also because, like, it's a team sport and everything. Um, but when I saw that, like, I'm doing good and also, like, with all the let's say not success but like when I was doing better it always became an option and when it became an option I, was, I started to think like ahead a little bit and um, I got the idea that it might be actually a good opportunity to like live uh, a really good life and like do what you like which is for me really important because I have a lot of friends that don't work in the jobs that they love and for for me I think that was like I think that was the turning point when I understood that I wanted to do something that I love and volleyball was one of the things and that I could actually do. It was, it was an uh, instant, uh, instant choice. I couldn't like, refuse it. <laughs> well, no. Well, and, and here we are talking about yeah. ambitions of winning Italian championships and having European medals. It's a, it's a pretty amazing <laughs> life, isn't it? So, a little bird tells me that you have more than a passing interest in the financial markets. Is this true? <laughs> Where did you get to know this? <laughs> I cannot possibly reveal my sources, mate. I keep them close to my chest. <laughs> so, what's yeah, the story there? 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I try to follow them as much as I can. Um, it's like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say uh, a habit, but it's like a passion that I like to do. Um, I like to follow them because I also like to invest uh, in stocks and this, uh, but I never, I never want to do it too risky. So I'm like more on the stable, stable side. I want to just maybe get some interest in and that's, uh, that's basically what I'm looking for. But it's, uh, it gives you a thrill. It's a different kind of thrill. And um, I always liked um, financial markets. I have also a lot of friends that do this. So it's um it's basically i'm i'm in the circles where where people tend to talk a lot about like financials and uh, economics so i have one of my best friends too actually that are studying economics so huh. it's like i'm always surrounded by this stuff and it's hard not to uh it's hard to overlook them <laughs> <laughs> right then i had a little i had a little look through some old games and i'm just going to play you play you a video now um just to have a match that you were involved with tell me what your memories of this of this one game are and do you recognize it yeah of course <laughs> that was insane i don't know it was like a major a major stone fell like it rolled off of our backs because we wanted to succeed really bad and it was like insane um especially in front of the in front of the crowd that we had there it was like i was i was so thrilled so pumped with energy i think everybody was like we when we came to the locker room after this it was like everybody was shaking it's like <laughs> this is insane and um i think we got really emotional uh, because everybody was there our families everybody was watching and when you play abroad when you play these championships abroad not everybody has the chance to bring their family to watch. And um, I think it was like, I don't know. I told you already before, I get the chills when I, when I think of this. Um, and yeah, it's like winning. It was, I think for us, it was like winning the European Championship. It, I, I don't think it actually mattered that we played the final and we lost it after. But for us, that was the, that was the final, probably. I would say so. I think especially when we talked with the guys after, it was like this was our final. We wanted to win here. Then after it was like a different, it was already a different environment. We, we, we came to a foreign place. It wasn't like, you didn't feel the same. And um, it's, it's great memories. I was like, I was a couple of days ago, I was uh, about to watch it, but I didn't have time. Not this one, but like all of the matches and also the studios before that they do and everything because we got them on a USB stick and it was like, wow. I was like, I was so thrilled to watch it again. <laughs> but it's different because you leave it from a third person. You leave it like you, you're not playing it. You're like watching it and you get different, different emotions and all this. So it's going to be a different experience for sure. Uh, right, quick game time. God, I could talk to you all day, but this game's called Simply the Best, and I'm just going to ask you a series of questions, and I want to know what you think the best thing is in a certain category, okay? First of all, best player you've ever played against? Uh, I would say, I would say, like, it's so, it's so uh, common, but I would say Leon is one of the really good players. You'd be amazed how often his name comes up. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> Best sport that isn't volleyball. Um, 
I would say basketball. The best Slovenian sports person of all time. Uh, I would go for our skier, uh, Tina Maza. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> the best music or song to listen to before a game? Before a game? Oh, I love Do the John Wall. Do you know it? No, it's a, it's a song that was made for John Wall uh, when he was going uh, off college to NBA. It's like, it gives you a lot of energy. Actually, one of my uh, really good uh, teammates showed it to me, Stephen Marr. And they were like, it was insane. <laughs> it's, okay. It gives you a lot of energy. <laughs> All right, I'll have a listen to that then. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this, but best moment of your career? Yeah, that's probably the one that you showed me. So, um, playing against the full hall in Ghana. I think I know the answer to this one as well. Best atmosphere you've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I think the answer doesn't change. <laughs> uh, best thing about being a pro? Um, as I told you before, doing something that you love and like um, also um, earning money with it. And um, it's, uh, it's all in one. Like we, we can do the thing that we love, um, earning money, having a good time, knowing, um, getting to know new people uh, because socializing in, in our sport, I think it's really important. Um, and especially like it gives you a lot of possibility to, to, to think um, you, have, you have time, but you have to spend it well. And I think it's really important that you, that you find the things that uh, also that interest you outside of volleyball. Mm -hmm. And I think as a pro, you have time that you dedicate to volleyball and also that you can dedicate to some other things. And um, for me, it was, for example, cooking. So now I have a lot of time because we have to cook and I have to eat good. So um, I have to eat well, and um, it's important that I cook good. So, yeah. God, that's a good answer. We're going to pick up <laughs> on the cooking a bit, but we've got to finish the game first. Yeah. Um, best place in the world volleyball has taken you? Best place? Hmm. I would say I really liked Japan. When I went to Japan, that was really good. Also, Australia was nice. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. best, <laughs> best foods to eat after a win? After a win, uh, I don't think there's a lot of foods there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, let's say in Italy, the most common one is pizza. But we usually go. We usually go after a really important match. We go to eat steaks in a really good place that's really close to the hall. So, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know you're so you're so lucky though, because that's not always the case in Italy. The first, yeah. first Champions League game I ever did was um, in the Women's Champions League, Corneliano. And they've okay. got the Palo Verde, which is in the middle of nowhere. And I was so <laughs> hungry after the game. And there was just nothing. There oh, no. Nothing. <laughs> just just so, <laughs> oh, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll just get some food somewhere. No, you won't. Zero. <laughs> so if there's, a, if there's a good restaurant close to your gym, you make yeah. sure you, uh, I mean, in Milan, it's difficult that there wouldn't be. <laughs> Yeah. So you're you've got big into you've got big into cooking. Then I'd mm -hmm. imagine Milan is a is a pretty amazing place, food wise. Yeah, like uh, is it does it does it, can you say culinary? Yes. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. The it, they have a lot of diversity there, and um, 
you can like I was really searching because I love Japan, right? I told you that it, it has taken me volleyball there, but I was also with my family there a couple of like when I was I think it was 2012, so a lot of time um, ago, and I wanted to eat some Japanese food, uh, which is called okonomiyaki, if you know. It's like the around thing um, with cabbage and stuff inside. Um, and it was like everywhere else that I was looking for okonomiyaki, I couldn't found, find it. And like in Milan, they had like two or three places. So it's, it's insane. They have everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it gives you a lot of uh, diversity and you can try a lot of new things. I, was, I, was also ate, I also ate in a Nepalese restaurant. It's like you cannot find it everywhere. So yeah. And let's, let's finish with a bit more optimism because this has been a really sort of uplifting chat. It's been so good to talk to you. What are you most looking forward to? Probably one of the most uh, anticipated things right now are, is playing volleyball again. Um, like, I t like I told you, like beach volleyball is already open, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think it's the same. It's like different kind of energy, different kind of atmosphere there. And um, I would love to play a match, uh, a game in front of the crowd. That would be insane to do it. Thank, uh, thank you very much. Look after yourself, yeah? We'll speak soon. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. That was Jan Kozomernik. Correct. Dave, what are your thoughts? <laughs> hang uh, on, hang on, hang on. you got to flip a coin. Sorry, sorry. Let me just flip something. I've only got like a kid's little doll thing. Right. So I'm going to do genuine heads or tails. Do you want the head or the tail, Dave? Heads. Ouch. It is heads, Dave. <laughs> What are your Three. thoughts listening to that? Well, I've spoken a few times in these uh, chats that we have about different energies that I've got from different players. And that can depend on their mood. That can depend on if I've met them before or kind of their experience. Or sometimes it can just be whether we've got a good or a bad internet connection. Uh, but I got a really good energy off Jan. I thought we hit it off. And um, yeah, really, really good guy. Forget the fact that we developed a little bit of a bromance. I thought it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I, I was trying to find the right words, but that's perfect. Him describing playing in the Euro Volley semi-final in his home arena. I just, yeah. Sport makes me feel things physically, mentally, and I was sort of transported there with him. I got the whole, the full body shivers and the goosebumps mm. because... To experience that, and I know we end up talking about it every time we do these key, but you've experienced that as well, to play in front of a, a, a full, well, they all call them gyms, don't they? We don't call them gyms in the UK, but to play in front of a full arena of people who are there to see you and people who are there to support you and watch you, to, and watch you succeed, mm -hmm. incredibly special. And I was really pleased that he shared that with us with such enthusiasm. Yeah, and it's something that it's it's incredible because when you get asked about it after the fact, I mean, how can you really put into words what you're feeling? Mm. Because you're experiencing it in the moment and you're taking in these emotions, these sensations, these ups, these downs, these these vibes, as you as you call it, as you, you know, on a conversation mm. you have vibes or when you're walking down the street. But the, how do you put it into words when you're talking about it years down the road? It's uh, It's unique. Mm. That was some run, though, that the Slovenian team went on. Mm. I mean, incredible. Some of the results, and, and not just the result, the performances as well. I mean, the results were just a, you know, like a byproduct of how they performed. And the whole country got behind them. I mean, that is, an, that is a massive arena. Yeah. 
that is one of the biggest that we have in in Champions League and Euro volley. So, yeah, to fill it and and to achieve, I mean, they beat Poland as well. Yeah, which world champions. <laughs> and it's interesting as well that the fact that they, the fact that they lost the final, and again we've uh, over the the course of unscripted we've spoken to plenty of people who've won finals and lost finals, and it it really sort of sticks in the craw of some people. But it 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 didn't with him. It was almost like that semi final was the final, and once they'd done that, once they'd proved to their home supporters that they could do it and that they could achieve that because in most countries even though volleyball is very popular and great athletes play it you're still usually fighting a battle against sports with with more money or a bigger global appeal football or soccer is is always one of them that sort of that evidence that proof that they belong there i think that whether they realized it or not was something that was quite important to them as individuals and as a team yeah, and they left. I mean, they left Slovenia as winners, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And he kind of said it felt like a different tournament. You you went somewhere else. You played, you know, the final bit, and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I, I can see why they look back fondly on it, and in a weird way, yeah, happy silver medalist day, which goes against your yeah, it does go against your my, whole theory, my podium theory. If you're new to the show, <laughs> I've got a theory on volleyball podiums. Goes without saying, gold medalists are happy, but as a general rule. Bronze medalists happier than silver medalists. There are exceptions, and they are they are one of them. Maybe we've got an exception in this or on this very podcast, a Champions <laughs> League silver medalist. Oh, um, hey guys, are we talking about my Champions League silver medal again? Oh, <laughs> we'll just slide that into the conversation. Smooth as butter. Smooth as silk, yeah. baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Were you were you disappointed on the podium key? I definitely cannot call my emotions disappointed. Good. But it just depends. It depends with what expectations you go in. I mean, if you're coming, like he said, you know, volleyball in Slovenia was not a big deal. So, so the big deal to them was winning that match. Mm-hmm. I come from England. Volleyball is not a huge sport in England. So any time that I get on a big stage, whether that's Olympics or Champions League or any level where I'm not expected to be, I'm just so happy to be there. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I, I was ecstatic. I was overwhelmed over the moon when this little gold, you know, I have that, you know, you have a photo that you remember forever of those little gold flakes falling in, on your yeah. face and post that. Uh, yeah. That's a burn in my memory. My, my memory is like trying to sweep up those gold flakes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my equivalent. Um, yeah, the other thing to say is that, that volleyball in Slovenia is, is really booming and, mm. and following that performance, there's been a number of you know, like national recognition and awards and yeah, the Federation's doing some good stuff over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the team team I love, the team are one of the most accessible and, and friendly teams that, that there are. So yeah. Yeah, Jan, is, Jan is one of many who, who are great to talk to. Yeah, I'd quite like to, to get a, a little, well, say get a little deeper, have a little bit more time with Clem and Shibov as well. He seemed like a, yeah. he seemed great fun. So he he jumped on the live call when we launched the the logos for Eurovolley 2021, and he just came into the Zoom call and straight away he's just gone. I'm on the beach and just gra- <laughs> just grabbed his phone on the selfie cam and just panned out to to people playing beach volleyball behind him. It's just uh, uh, yeah, he's a good guy as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, Key, he learned Italian in three months. How long did you play in Italy again? Oh, I, I probably learned it in like two and a half months. Yeah, if yeah. he, if he learned it in three, yeah. I definitely. Le- <laughs> <laughs> Neither Dave or nor I could even confirm this or deny it. So, you could say anything, and we'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds Italian." Chisorno, Matt. Chisorno, Chisorno, Chisorno. But that's incredible, isn't it? Three months. That is pretty good. I think he said he was understanding by three months, and if you come from certain languages, it can be easier to g- grasp. But I think getting a fluency would be very, very impressive in even just six months or something like that. But how good was his English? You know, he's not first language English. but Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exceptional. And I think that once you start learning languages, you, you realize how to learn languages and you get better as I you know go. how difficult... Well, I, I obviously don't know how difficult because I'm not a pro player, but I know the demands. You've got a lot of demands on your time and, and your bodies as... Um, as professional athletes key and I find it amazing how people have time to almost have completely separate careers and lives we've spoken to so many players who are internationals but who are still studying university degrees and Jan was talking about his his studies but also he's got investments as well and and you're a burgeoning filmmaker and I I just find the the time management is is unbelievable but I would also venture to say that that's not the norm with pro players. In my experiences, okay. unless you're younger, some younger players will be still in school. But for the mm. most part, I've come across, and I don't want to say, I'm not saying that I'm not in this category as well. For the most part of my career, I've just played volleyball and learned languages, and that was the extent of it. But it's cool to hear from him that he is interested in other things that he does spend his time and his money mm. on things that are actually to- going towards his future rather than just uh fancy clothes or shoes mm. or in italy especially i have to say I've, that's where i ended up falling into that trap more than anywhere else was that everyone I... wants to have the gucci this and the prada that and i was just not me after giovanni cudetti's wedding suit my opinion of italian fashion <laughs> has perhaps changed forever it's perhaps broken beyond repair <laughs> so phew. you can tell he's a switched on guy though because he was adamant he was finishing his studies yeah. before he wanted to move abroad to play volleyball and yeah. even that decision is mm-hmm. is mature and mm-hmm. yeah that is future thinking isn't it yeah absolutely um, and it, i mean he obviously had a great time in slovenia um three slovenian championships mm-hmm. but um, there must have been that pull to play abroad um, but yeah, I wanted the studies done first. And it's something with this lockdown. There's so many players that have been either finishing a course or yeah, doing a course. There's probably a few that have even started something, making use of the time because they just don't usually get it, do they? Yeah. Had either of you heard the song John Wall? No. I was going to ask you about that. I bet you've listened now. I have, yeah. Can it's like it an old school... No. Uh, it's called... I only do lullabies to Dutch babies. That's a random name. It's called Do the John Wall, and it's uh, like an old school hip hop song. It's good. Yeah, it's a banger. He's right. So Jan's also a big cook. That's another thing you got in common, Dave. I, you're always you're always cooking something up. Yeah, I've I've eaten well over the last few months. Mostly vegetarian, much to your disappointment, Matt. I'm happy with that. So he said. He wants to be the best player he can be without medals or awards, but I think that's easy to say 
when you're his age, you've had the career he's had, and you've won all the medals and the awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must be. Because that I means Slovenia two silvers in his time. Yeah, that 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 is achievement. Yeah, it's not gold, but it's mm. achievement. And, and to do it twice shows it wasn't just a one-off. And playing in arguably the best league in the world. Yeah, you know, alongside alongside another great setter in that team as well. It's um, <laughs> if he feels as though he hasn't become the best player he can be yet, then. Goodness knows what he can achieve. He's on quite the trajectory. What what would we say is like the the peak age for volleyball? Okay, what what as players? When would you say you're in your peak uh, in terms of age? It's probably different for every person. I'd say like sort of late twenties. Yeah, I, I would say it's slightly later than some yeah. other sports. Is it the same in in various positions? With do you think middle blockers peak earlier or later than setters? Or? Yeah, I think setters can sort of extend it a little bit because they're not using that brute force of, of their shoulder or Libros as well yeah I'd love to see a blocker that is as passionate about being a middle blocker at the end of their career Key are you as passionate as you were about blocking compared to when you started ooh loaded question because you've <laughs> just made a video on it where you made some big statements uh, you must be talking about by blocking tips five tips for getting a more efficient block. Look, when you get as old as I am and you can't do it anymore, you teach, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we've got yeah. Professor Dave online. No, I, I agree entirely. I feel my legs are a little bit slower than they were. The passion's still there, but I feel like maybe I'm better served giving the knowledge from my brain to other people rather than the experience of my body. Because I definitely found motivation dropped as a middle blocker yeah but if i was another position i'm not sure it would have do the big do the big blocks so. still feel as good yes but i think also also when you're playing at a certain level and there's there's a certain intensity of matches and there's you know a bigger crowd and maybe more on the line and more more to play for everything feels you feel it deeper you feel it more intensely than I guess for my for my post own personal experience, as your career goes on, and I my career is sort of I'm at the tail end, so I'm not playing in those big gyms with those huge stakes to play for, not not stakes like cow not steaks. Beef steaks. Yeah, not beef steaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say so. My theory on it is that when we ask people the question like on match point, would you rather hit an hit an ace or, or spike or block? Generally, the answer is block. Because you are taking a situation where they're expecting to score and converting it into a point for you. But from a training point of view and repetitive kind of doing it throughout a game point of view, it's not as fun as spiking, is it? Blocking. There's, there's not many people, I think, that would be like, oh, yeah, I, I love to train to block. It's far more fun than training to spike. Do you see what I mean? Like the actual action. Yeah, but the, so, I've, I've never experienced this as a player. But the release of sort of excitement and endorphins when you make that perfect block though there can't be there can't be anything like that in in volleyball there aren't many things like it in sport yeah that's what i mean the big moments yes but what i'm meaning is the day-to-day the relentless even during a game i mean you're in a game you may know how many attempted blocks do you make in a game roughly as a middle 
I mean, you're, you're talking what an average of two or three a rally as an average, and then you've got yeah, seventy five exactly. if if it's a five set match, you've got something like two hundred points. So you're looking at maybe six hundred oh blocks goodness. attempted in That's a match. And Dave, you're talking about like five moments in a match out of six hundred. So all I'm meaning is like the 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 effort for the return for me wouldn't last as long as if you're a spiker just scoring like point there point do yeah um so takeaways from jan then other than that we've talked about sort of being cultured and intelligent and and thinking about his future um i i thought a great deal of him i'm very much looking forward to seeing where his journey to becoming the best player that he can be takes him and maybe catching up in Milan and him and other friend of unscripted Teo Piano. I think they'd be great entertainment on a night out. I just imagine one day that, you know, we'll know that Dave is out doing a game somewhere, probably not even in Milan, and I'll just get a picture of a selfie with him and Matteo and Jan. <laughs> and it'll be like, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, you're supposed to be in Treviso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, no, I agree, Dave. I agree. One, one, one guy that you can't kind of ignore in terms of the, the person can you mm, and it's no. very obvious he, he loves what he does and i'm happy for him yeah me too we it's been one of my favorite things about unscripted is to sort of act as a as a conduit and a pathway between the fans and the fact that we've got such a diverse and intelligent array of professionals in this sport and i work in plenty of sports trust me that is not the case across the board um yes. we won't ask you to name because we know i won't key michael <laughs> final thoughts from you please <laughs> everything you just said i agree 100 percent. it's always so cool to see the person behind the jersey and he he outdid my expectations good and they are very high expectations as well so we must have done well uh right then that is all from us from another episode of the a space an unscripted special we well i i'm not going to speak on behalf of you two but i really really enjoy doing these both the unscripted themselves and the opportunity to uh chat about them with you guys as well and hopefully you are all enjoying listening to them and watching them matt um if they've got an opinion on what they're watching or listening to how can they convey that opinion well there's a load of ways dave you could obviously Is comment it? on some of the clips that go out um you could write us a review on whatever channel or, or platform you're using to listen to your podcast you could even go the social route and use the hashtag let volleyball talk or oh if you goodness. don't like any of them you can send us an email the a space at cv.eu yeah all of that stuff and key michael are you over us springing that surprise on <laughs> because it's been Don't a little while. Don't you worry, I've got my revenge we... coming. Don't you worry. I, you know, it's calm. It I'm so excited calm, about the revenge. It's raging. Fury. Raging. Raging so Inferno. Well, I will leave you sleep on that raging Inferno, and hopefully you target Matt first, <laughs> not me. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We will speak to you again soon, and I very much look forward to it. But until then, bye-bye. See bye -bye. you later. You're still waving bye. at the camera, Dave. Can't help it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.